Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. The top story is the one where the CDC doesn't know anything about science. How embarrassing it is. How we are all forced to live in this world. I would say it's equally as embarrassing as when we see businesses say, you have to get vaccinated in order to come back to work. The lawsuits that are going to take place. What, what does one do in that moment? Their job, their career, their family's future. This is what's being held against them. Because they may have a reason not to want to be vaccinated. Someone who chooses not to get vaccinated is not a danger to me, whether I've been vaccinated or not. Can Will they have more viral load? And therefore, when they were talking about pathogen shed, could they spread more virus? Absolutely. But if you're vaccinated, you, you getting the vaccine, it's going, it's going to have minimal effect. If you're not vaccinated, you chose not to be vaccinated, you know what's possible. So what is with the forcing? Well, I got to put that to the side just for a moment. Just for a moment here to share with you this headline from CBS News. CBS News with the headline that the CDC now recommends that pregnant people get vaccinated. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that's right. Pregnant people. Now, we, we all know uh, that it's women that get pregnant. But they said CDC now recommends pregnant people get vaccinated. I'm like, why in the world would they say pregnant people? Oh, I get it. They're woke. And they want to play in the whole transgender insanity conversation. Like men could ever have babies. Men don't have babies. Men have never had babies. Men can't have babies. That's the end of that. It doesn't matter what you say. It doesn't matter what you call yourself. It, we're, we're not playing in that game. Men don't have babies. So that's why CBS did it. Oh, wait, CBS didn't do it. No, no, here it is. From the CDC, pregnant and recently pregnant people are at increased risk for severe illness from COVID-19. How do you expect us? to take you seriously. The total lack of science in that statement. Although the overall risk of severe illness is low, pregnant and recently pregnant people are at increased risk for severe illness from COVID-19 when compared with non-pregnant people. They don't say women. They never say women. Except, wait, 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 did they just change this? Additionally, pregnant people with COVID-19 are at increased risk of preterm birth and might be at increased risk of other adverse pregnancy outcomes compared with pregnant women without COVID-19. Ooh. All right, you, you, you just had to make me read. You really had to make me dig deep to find pregnant women. 
pregnant people. Now, you could say to me, see, Tony, uh, it was overblown. All that for nothing. All that for nothing. Who was really going to think they were talking about, you know, they were going to make this about sex, you know, or about gender things? Jennifer Rubin. Who? Jennifer Rubin. From uh, the Washington Post, the one who calls herself a, a, a conservative? When it's clear that she is on the liberal team? Change approved. She tweeted out to CBS, or it was actually to face the nation, pregnant people, what happened to pregnant women? Well, you know, by just saying that, she's about to get destroyed. Two men enter. One man leave. Two men enter. You can't question that. The last person to question... Whether or not a man can get pregnant or that women were not men and men were not women was J.K. Rowling. And you know what we did to her? Well, no, what did you do to her? Well, we we, we sent her some nasty tweets. That's, that's what we did. And she still has all the money, right? Oh, yeah, sure, she still has all the money. But now she knows how angry we are. She, she went on holiday, did she? She's British. She doesn't go on vacation. She goes on holiday. She went on holiday, right? She, went, she, she, she read your angry tweets while she was on holiday. Well, she, she may have read the angry tweets when she was on holiday, but I'm sure that it, it upset her for a good five minutes, and that's what we're all about. I swear to you, it's a Monty Python skit come to life. We should be clear that this is the nonsense. And the CDC is not doing itself any favors when it plays in these games. Let's take it to the CDC part duh. The CDC part duh is the story that the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention has been saying that COVID, the Delta variant from India, is as transmissible as chickenpox. This, of course, is not true. It is not as transmissible as chickenpox. When you take a look at the data and what's known as the R-naught, so you'll see it as the letter R and then you'll see it as as a zero. It's just a little bit lower than the R. So the R-naught is in reference to how transmissible something is. So if something had an R-naught of five, it would mean for every person who gets infected, it could be transmitted to five people. And that would be, uh, they would say, hey, man, that's pretty transmissible. That's pretty contagious, I think is the word we would use. So if we take a look at uh, Ebola, going back to ni- the ni- or the 1918 flu, it was an R-naught of two. Every person could infect two other people. If you take a look at COVID-19, uh, which uh, they should call COVID-19 OG, so instead of any of the, any of the variants, uh, that was three. That was an R-naught of three. HIV, SARS, and R naught of four. Well, the Delta strain is an R naught of seven. What makes that interesting, seven people, one person infects seven people, is that the World Health Organization had stated that it's moving so quickly throughout the population that eventually it's going to run out of people. It's an interesting take. Now, I don't know how much you believe the World Health Organization, but it's an interesting take. The point is the R-naught of COVID-19, the Delta strain, Delta variant is 7, chickenpox is 10. 
Therefore, it is not as contagious, the Delta variant, as chickenpox as the CDC said. And if you don't trust me, that's fine. Who corrected the CDC? NPR. And that's all you need to know. So when people talk about not trusting, when people talk about questioning, the CDC is to be questioned. Now let's get back to what their original conversation is about. Pregnant people getting the vaccine. As they state the data, only 23% of women have received at least one dose of a COVID vaccine. That makes perfect rational sense to anybody who spends five minutes thinking about it. And I would ask uh, the women out there, 833-468-8669. Did I say hello? Even Tony Katz, Tony Katz today? 833-GOT-TONY, 833-468-8669. You're pregnant? You're thinking about being pregnant. Do you take the vaccine? I would love to know, ladies. Because my guesswork is the hesitancy of women on this seems pretty rational to me. There are, you can get the vaccine, but I can't eat soft cheese. That's, that's a hard one to sell. If I can have the vaccine, I'll do it if I can also have a little bit of brie. Just a little something, just a taste. Maybe a schmear of jam. Why not? They want to make the argument that scientists did not find an increased risk for miscarriage. And that according to the Surgeon General, Vivek Murthy, I would say if you're pregnant, not only is it a good idea to get the vaccine on the basis of safety, but it's highly effective and important because you are at increased risk of bad outcomes if you get COVID. And I believe that future mothers accept this. They weighed the risk calculation, and this goes back to the idea of forced vaccinations. You get vaccinated because you made a risk calculation in your head. You do anything because you made a risk calculation in your head. You buy a Volvo or you buy a motorcycle based on the risk calculation you made in your head. If we were allowing government or others to make risk calculations, there would be no motorcycles in the United States. Well, just because I, Tony Katz, am scared of motorcycles, which I am, I shouldn't be. Producer Ari, do you know how good I would look on a motorcycle? So good. So badass good. My God, do you know how good I look in chaps? I look amazing. Damn, son. But I'm scared to hell of motorcycles. I wish I wasn't. But I am. If we went by my thesis, nobody would be on a motorcycle. Should we go by my thesis? Of course not. I don't get to decide for other people. I know people who are absolutely fine with motorcycles. What do you mean you're scared of motorcycles? Oh, my gosh. Tony, Tony. Tony, 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 Tony. And then they're, boom, they're off. Helmet, no helmet, whatever they want to do. Ask them to do five minutes of public speaking. Ask them to do five minutes of public speaking. Not even supposed to be here today. And, that's, and then they'll wet themselves and leave. Everyone's got their thing, man. And that, why do I love a free society? Because you then get to, you know, choose. I'm not going to do public speaking. I'm going to go for a ride. That's it. People make this analysis. They make this decision for themselves every single 
day. Why shouldn't they? Why shouldn't they be able to make this decision for themselves? The person who got vaccinated made the risk calculation that they don't they don't want to have any issues and they think the vaccine is going to help them. The person who doesn't get vaccinated has a series of reasons. Some could be they don't trust the vaccine. Some could be they already had COVID and they have no need for the vaccine based on natural immunity. Some could be they don't actually believe this is real. I'm not saying that's the best answer. I'm saying someone could say that. A business forcing vaccines on people. You have to be vaccinated or else you don't have a job. You should get sued within an inch of your life. Because you're wrong. You're making a calculation that isn't based on anything other than your fear. And that's not a way to run a business. That's not a way to run a a, a, a lifestyle. Someone just asked me, how does a non-medical person actually make a risk calculation? I'm not sure what you mean. This comes from Jim on Twitter. Give your audience your thoughts on that. I see a lot of people who have very limited understanding of vaccination and immunity and risk-benefit of vaccination. vaccination. I know people who even have less an understanding of electronics. I know people who know absolutely nothing about computers, but they buy a, a MacBook or they buy a Microsoft Surface based on which one is prettier. Now, you could say to me, well, that's no way to make a decision. And I'll say to you, yet that's how some people make a decision. I put forth to you that the pregnant woman looks at her situation and looks at a vaccine and asks herself, do I risk it? And then goes through the series of emotions, just like many men do on many other subjects. And I would argue there's even a discussion if there's a husband in the picture or a boyfriend in the picture that they have the conversation together about what do we want to do. After all, it's not just a baby of one. How does the non-medical person make a risk calculation they go through? Well, you could have, um, baby might have problems. What kind of problems? I don't know. Baby might die. Do we know the baby's I, I don't know. I don't think anybody knows yet. I mean, when you take a look at the whole group of people that they did a uh, uh, the survey with, it was 2,500 people. 2,500 people? They used 2,500 pregnant women, and that's how they're coming to their conclusion? That's it? Or did they say 2,500 people went through this? Oh, okay. You know what? I feel pretty good about that then. All right, I'll get the vaccine. Not, you go through risk calculations all the time as a non-medical person. Should I get that back surgery? I'm in a lot of pain. Yeah, but back surgeries could totally mess you up for life. Yeah, that's true, too. You think I should get this arm uh, repaired, right? This little this little muscle issue. It goes on for forever. How does a non-medical person actually make a risk calculation? They ask themselves, if I do it, what do I think I get out of it? If I don't do it, what happens to me? What is the risk of dying? In my view, which one's worth it? They do it all the time. All the time. The CDC is not playing in science when it says pregnant people. Only women get pregnant. They're not playing in science when they claim that the Delta variant can be more easily transmitted than chickenpox, which isn't true. I don't know what women are going to do, pregnant women, but I'd love to hear their thoughts. I'm Tony Counts.
Dateline Minneapolis. Well, you know, the political party there, the Democratic Party, is not the Democratic Party. It's the Democrat Farmer Labor Party. Just, it's their name and long ties to the, to the furthest left, to the progressive thoughts, the socialist thoughts. The chair of that party, Devin Hogan, he is defending an op-ed where he argues that rioters, when they burnt down the Minneapolis Police Department, the 3rd Precinct headquarters, burning that down was an act of pure righteousness and a genuine revolutionary moment. He did this piece in something called the Southside Pride, which is a local monthly paper, and it was titled, The Cop Started It, saying it was a proportional response to the treatment of black people by police. Look, do I know what the future of Minneapolis is? The answer is no, I, I, I don't. I have no idea how they plan to pick themselves up and get back going when the woke are so desperate to fully defund the police and get rid of police departments and add this, whatever this community policing thing that they pretend that's going to work. They never answer the question. When the social workers arrive at the shooting and they can't get the gun out of the hand of the shooter, what's their plan? What's the plan when the social worker says, I'm not talking, that guy's got a gun. I'm not doing that. Well, no, 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 your job is to talk him down. He's got a gun. Can't talk him down. I don't know what they're going to do. One of the reasons I've always said, don't get worked up by these people who want to defund the police. I mean, you, you don't want it in your city. But if Minneapolis wants it, let them have it. Let's see what happens. Rational cities should say, okay, they're defunding. Everybody be quiet. Be quiet. They're defunding. Let's watch. Right? It's, it's like the episode of Friends. You got to figure out whether or not Ross and Rachel are going to get back together. And then I heard that Ross and Rachel are getting back together in real life. And I'm like, what is happening here? Is there anybody who hasn't had a relationship with Jennifer Aniston? Dear Lord. A genuine revolutionary moment, an act of pure righteousness, and the cops started it. This is what you're up against. (laughs) In the meantime, can we not get on Dan Crenshaw's case? I'll tell you why, coming up. So we start with a story about malpractice. I mean, an awful story. It involves the vaccine. But follow me here. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. It's so good to be with you. 833-468-8669. 833-GOT-TONY is the number. The story is there's a nurse in Germany. And this nurse is not a fan of the vaccine. And of the 8,600 patients who she saw to give the vaccine, she actually injected them with saline. So 8,600 people went to go get the vaccine 
and got a saline solution instead. You throw this woman in jail for the rest of her life. That is as unconscionable, as despicable as someone saying, we're forcing you to get the vaccine. If I decided to get the vaccine, you're like, no, 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 I don't like that for you. I'm not doing that for you. You think of yourself as God. This brings us to a tweet by Billy. Billy Veline, who makes the claim on social media that she's a nurse. Billy Veline, RN, Sicilian, single mom. This is her, her bio. She slash her, healthcare professional equals hero. Hashtag Black Lives Matter. Hashtag Florida Strong. Hashtag F DeSantis. So she's letting you know where she is out there. This is her tweet. Blank you. I swear to you. That's how it starts. It starts like an email producer Ari sends to me. Blank you. F these people. Blank your freedom. Blank your racism. Blank your fascism. Blank your constitution. Guys, how right am I about the post-Americanism? These people don't believe in the Constitution. They don't believe in America. They believe in totalitarian rule based on their feelings. Blank your Constitution. Blank your Trump. Blank your DeSantis. Blank your anti-vaccine stance. Now, you could say, all right, all right, that's enough. At that moment, you stop tweeting. You got it out of your system. Good, you're fine, you're good, you just, yeah, you know, may, maybe at that point you just take a rest and, uh, you know, you have, your, you have yourself a drink, you're like, oh, look what I did to save the world. Raise a glass to freedom. Except you said blank the Constitution so you don't actually believe in freedom. But no, no, Billy, the nurse, continues and she says, yes, Mussolini was a better leader than DeSantis. And he never deliberately killed people like DeSantis is doing. Honestly, there's no sound effect to play there, guys. You just got to let that sink right in. You got to let that sink right in. All right, all right, all right. There it is. DeSantis is worse than the fascist Mussolini. Oh, my God. <laughs> Every everything is lost, people. Everything is lost, and you could say to me, "My gosh, that's just insane." A vicious mother, isn't he? Let me bring on Arnold Schwarzenegger. This is true. This has happened. Arnold Schwarzenegger on record saying, "Screw your freedom." Cannot make this up, so help me. Therefore, I know exactly what I'm talking about. I've studied this issue. I know exactly how to create this peak and all this stuff. There's no one that knows more about a bicep than I do because I studied this issue for 50 years. 
And the same is also with the virus. There are people out there that are experts that study this year after year after year, and that are experienced, like Dr. Fauci, that has been in this, uh, you know, probably for his entire life. I mean, why would you not believe someone like that? So, and there's so many other scientists out there and experts in this subject. So I believe them and I follow them very carefully. And of course, sometimes uh, things are happening that are unexpected. So then you have to make the adjustments and all that. But I think people should know there is a virus here. It kills people. And the only way we prevent it is, is to get vaccinated, to wear masks, to do social distancing, washing your hands all the time. None of that is true. You'll never get rid of COVID. We haven't proven that masks work. There's been absolutely no data that discusses social distancing actually provided any value. Now, I can be proven wrong on all those things, but it's not there. We said six feet. Remember uh, just a few months ago, we were down to three feet? You can make the argument that the virus can spread the closer people are, but the six feet thing doesn't exist. And the vaccine just reduces your chances. It doesn't stop the virus. But yet, Arnold Schwarzenegger, he's been studying this for years. And not just to think about, well, my freedom is being kind of disturbed here. No, screw your freedom. Because with freedom comes obligations and, uh, and kind of responsibilities. We cannot just say, I have the right to do X, Y, and Z. When you affect other people, that is when it gets serious. It's like no different than a traffic light. We put a traffic light at the intersection so someone doesn't kill someone else by accident. So this is why we have a traffic light. You cannot say, no one is going to tell me that I'm going to stop here, that I have to stop at this traffic light here. I'm going to go right through it. Yeah. Then you kill someone else, and then it is you doing. So this is... By this analysis, we can lock people in their houses for their own good. That Arnold Schwarzenegger, a man who grew up in non-freedom, who came to the United States and listened to Richard Nixon, and that's how he decided he was a Republican, because that was the conversation of freedom. That's a true story. He said it. Screw your freedom. Making the argument that the government can decide for you how to keep you safe. What a shame he has turned out to be. Low rent and low class. Maybe that's why he decided to do it with the nanny. Or is it the maid? Ah, I get him confused all the time. Anybody who says screw your freedom doesn't understand freedom. But this again proves what we have been discussing. And we were first and we were right. And anybody else who says it, make sure they credit us in this show. The post-Americanism is here. Doing away with the Constitution as something that is old and antiquated, unnecessary. This is where they are. If you're somebody who says, I don't like the vaccine, so I'm not going to give out the vaccine, I'm going to give out saline, you're just as bad as Arnold Schwarzenegger saying, screw your freedom, or Nurse Billy saying that Mussolini was a better leader than DeSantis. The, the post-Constitution world, the post-Americanism that we're seeing is frightening. And yes, the fight is on for our lives and our future. But I want to get into a conversation about our future, and that means a conversation about Dan Crenshaw. Now, this also 
falls in line with a conversation about Larry Elder and a conversation about Dan Bongino. Conversation goes as follows. Larry Elder is running for governor of California. There's a recall going on of the California governor, Gavin Newsom. This recall has really, really taken hold. The election is September 14th. There are two questions on the ballot. Do you wish to recall the, the, the governor? And if you do, who would you like to replace him? So if 51% of the people say, I want to recall the governor, the governor is recalled. Then you go to the part two of the question, who do you want to replace him? Who's getting the most votes? Boom, that's the governor. So there, Caitlyn Jenner is on that ballot, and, and Kevin Kiley, who has a long history in California, really worked on the AB5 legislation, which was about how they destroyed the gig economy because they wanted everyone to be unionized. So they said, you can't work in a place for more than 30 hours unless you're a full-time employee. I mean, they just ruined the gig economy. That's who they are in California. And Gavin Newsom has been terrible on COVID and terrible on a series of other things, illegal immigrants, taxation, et cetera. The people are done. He wants to blame this all on Republicans. He can, uh, but it isn't going to go anywhere. Democrats are unhappy too. So you've got this going on. And Larry Elder, I, I get, I, I, I'm hearing this story secondhand, but watch how I relate it. Larry Elder said that Joe Biden won the election fair and square. Now, I will tell you that the expression fair and square will get people on the Trump side nuts. Fair and square is not what's going to fly here. But let's go over Larry Elder saying Joe Biden won. I'm going to say this. Joe Biden won the election. Everyone settled down. Were there problems in Pennsylvania? Absolutely. Problems in Georgia? Absolutely. I don't know what the bloody heck they have found out in, in Arizona. And if Mike Lindell and his cyber symposium want to bring things to the table, I'll look at it because I'll look at anything. You know there are people out there who still want to tell me that 9-11 is an inside job oh, and they've got data? Go ahead. Go ahead. Pr- print it. Knock yourself out. Prove the world wrong. I'm not stopping you. I don't get in your way. Do your thing. But even if it were to all be true, and I think some of it is real, doesn't change the fact that Joe Biden is president of the United States. Now, the question is a gotcha question. If you're running for governor of California and someone asks you, did Joe Biden win the election? You say to them, I don't know what you think you're doing. Let's get this out of the way. You're very bad at your job. Joe Biden is the president of the United States. And right now, California is on fire. That's what I'm focused on. You want to play in some kind of Trump gotcha, you really must hate your audience. I love Californians, and I'm going to lower the taxes. We're going to handle the immigration issues, and we're going to get California working again. We should be the envy of America and the envy of the globe, and here's how we're going to do it. That's how you answer the question. That's how you answer the question. For the people who would get upset by the fact that Larry Elder would say that Donald that, that, that Joe Biden is the president of the United States, you're making a mistake. Joe Biden is the president of the United States. This brings us to Congressman Dan Crenshaw right here. Let's go over it. I can't tell there's, if these jokes are serious. Problems, but don't, don't kid yourself into believing that's why we lost. It's not. It's not. You're, you're I'll wrong. Tell, I'll tell you openly. You're wrong. You, and I'm not wrong. Yes, you are. Five, five I have states. plenty of proof 
I have proof in Arizona, I, Pennsylvania, I, I and Georgia. You, you did the Maricopa. Yeah. How did and, that turn out? And guess what? It's going to turn out and it's going to flip. Okay. We're you watch. Them, we're going to, you're going to see it firsthand. Won't, it won't. And, you're, and you've got to flip all five states to make it. You know it how they're stealing the elections? All right. I'm not, not going to argue with The problem here is that the guy in the crowd wants to make the argument that he's got the proof that things are going to flip. Let's make the argument that Arizona and Georgia and Pennsylvania flipped. They flipped, which isn't actually how it works. It doesn't change the fact that Joe Biden is president. And I believe it is very important for us to have an argument going forward that understands our reality. Why do you think I favor Georgia voting laws and Texas voting laws? Because they took a look at what happened, saw how they got outlawed, saw how they got beat, and said, yeah, we're not letting that happen again. We're not allowing the thing that created the most opportunity for the potential of fraud to happen anymore. And we're certainly not going to create a situation where we're going to allow votes where we're not 100% sure who voted. You're not even checking signatures in places. They're right. And what's the best the left can scream? Oh, you won't even allow us to hand out a bottle of water. Bring your own damn bottle of water. Who's getting mad at Dan Crenshaw? Who's getting mad at Dan Crenshaw for that? The person making the argument, this could be many people making the argument. Look at what happened here. Look what happened there. You won't get arguments from me. You show me data, I'll watch. What I'm dealing with is the reality that 2022 is coming and I would like to get the Democrats out of power. Well, Tony, you can't get the Democrats out of power if you have these voting issues. I agree. So let's fix the voting issues, but stop telling me that somehow things are going to flip and Trump's going to be in power. It's never, ever, ever, ever going to happen. Trump could win in 2024, but you have to solve the problems. It is hard to accept that you got beat. And let me say for the record, I ain't happy about it. But it is what happened. It is what happened. And I think that that conversation's got to come because both things can exist at the same time. People can work on looking at situations, looking at states and saying, look at this, look at that, look in the other. Then going about making changes to ensure that people do have voter ID, we do know who's voting, that we aren't allowing for the stuffing of ballot boxes and other issues. Because we should all want to protect the vote. It's important. And if you want to then say, look at how these Democrats cheat, it's fine by me. But don't think that Trump's going to get reinstalled, please. That is not happening. There is no system for it. I don't think Dan Crenshaw said anything wrong. I'm Tony Katz. Remind me tomorrow to get into the story of Hard Mountain Dew. Mountain Dew is teaming up with the Boston beer people, and they're making a uh, alcoholic Mountain Dew, and I'm just like, hard no. What? Oh, it's Mountain Dew. 
Mountain Dew is delicious. Uh, Mix it with your bourbon, all right? No, 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 no. Don't know oh, until you try. God. No, God, please, no, 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 no. I believe I've said all I have to say right there. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio, Parlor, Instagram, Twitter, at Tony Katz. Follow, like, adore, love. Let's hug. This is Tony Katz today.